Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, and welcome to The Paddock in the Pavilion with Stephen Wallace. In each show, Stephen will interview someone connected to the world of horse racing or cricket. Hello everyone. On today's podcast, I'm delighted to be joined by O'Shane Marsh, a young man who last month became the first student from the groundbreaking Riding a Dream Academy to graduate from the British Racing School's Foundation course. Thank you for joining me, O'Shane. Hello everyone. You must be pleased, O'Shane. Congratulations on graduating what does it feel like it feels good like graduating from a course because i really wanted to ride out new market like ride out and stuff like that ride resources so it feels very nice very great and so and last week i i caught you on the uh we are england uh making <laughs> a jockey on television yeah it was basically like a ride in the dream academy thing and it was like very like amazing because I remember me just going past and watching the camera come past me and stuff and stuff like that. it was very good like watching them watching it back over and again. Well, it was a very inspiring uh, television program. But just going back to your British Racing School, everyone knows yeah. this. What was what was your course number? Um, it was three five eight. Three five eight. Everyone everyone always knows their their number. Was it yeah. what you? Was it what you you expected? Um, a little bit. I knew that it was going to be hard work and stuff like. And um, I knew like you have to be determined to ride these horses, or well. so. It was kind of what I expected. And what was the the biggest challenge on? It's a twelve week course, isn't it? Um, the biggest, like, yeah, it was a twelve week course. And what what was your biggest challenge? I would say like. Waking up. <laughs> you have to get up early, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. You have to get up early. So that was the challenging part as well. Are you, are you used well, to laying in bed then, are you? Yeah. <laughs> I read that you had a uh, a challenging uh, horse that you rode at, to the British Racing uh, School. Yeah. Um, his name was the Gay Cav. He's very keen on the streets. And was that the first time you'd sat on a race, race horse when you went to um, British Racing School? 
yeah, I've came here before, but that was like the first of the time like going out of the shits and stuff. And how long a day was it um, at the British Racing School each day at the course? You, you start at 6.30 and then you finish around 5, around there, 5, 6, around there. So it's quite a long time. But you, but you really enjoyed the course? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Like people, the people was fun and stuff like that, and funny. And you had some good teachers. Yeah, we, I had a teacher called Miss Polly, and it was her first time teaching, and and she was so nice. And you joined the course um, via the Riding a Dream Academy set up by Khadija Mella, and yeah. um, I just wanted to read out what the the course um, sets out to do. But it sets out to support talented young riders from underrepresented communities, disadvantaged backgrounds and, and diverse backgrounds get into British horse racing. Uh, yeah. How important was Khadija's Riding a Dream Academy to you? Um, it was very important because um, I wanted to be a jockey, and a flat jockey. And um, like it, kind of, it got me ahead, um, like a step further. And like a head feather as well for where I want to be. So, so it was very nice with me like doing it and stuff for a little while. She must be very in- inspiring to you, Khadija. Yeah, because I remember watching her race like at the Magnolia Cup and watching her go across the finish line was so funny and I, and I was quite young back then. Yeah, she won the Magnolia Cup at Goodwood back in 2019. So you watched that, you watched that when that happened? Yeah, I was literally at the finish line watching it. I, mean, I remember us just screaming and like like running about and stuff. Like, good with it. But the 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 riding a dream academy it's a, it's a wonderful scheme to get boys and girls involved in horse racing who previously didn't have those opportunities. No, um, so most people didn't have like the opportunity to ride race horses and stuff, and. Luckily, she was the one that made it happen for every, like people that's on the course and other people that want to do it in life. So it's quite good. And how did you your, yourself first sit on a pony? Um, I was like, how old was I? Was I around eight, seven? Around there. So I've been riding for like quite long. And but the first time when I sat on it was like amazing. I was like a bit scared, but not really. So. And I just remember trying it was so bad. <laughs> the first of well, the time, but everyone has to start uh, somewhere. Yeah. But um you started at seven or eight. Was that at the Ebony Horse Club in, in Brixton? First I used to do this um I used to be a part of this place called Kids Company, but they sh- and they used to take us horse riding and stuff, but it shut down. And after um I started properly riding at Ebony Horse Club. So like Ebony Horse Club got me like, like was literally down the road from that place where it shut down, where it shut down in Brixton. Tell listeners more about Ebony Horse Club because um, I looked on the website and it's such a wonderful place. It really f- looks like everyone's part of a family there. Yeah, so Ebony Horse Club is a place in Brixton. We have nine horses or something like that, and um, there's loads of kids that come there and ride horses. And you just have fun there. That's 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 the best part about it. You have fun. 
and meet new people and stuff from there. And is that where you first met um, Khadija as well? Yeah, that's the first, that's, that's where I met Khadija. If it wasn't for Ebony, I probably would have met her and stuff. So you owe a lot to the Ebony Horse Club? Yeah. And does it feel like a family when you're there because um, you're looking after the horses and, and as you say, having great fun? Yeah, because they look after me as well and everyone else. Well, I'd recommend anyone to go onto the, the Ebony Horse Club website to see where you are and, and what it means to, to young people in, in that area of London. Yeah. And you mentioned that you were there when uh, Khadija won her uh, Magnolia Cup at Goodwood in, I think, 2019. But you yourself have also had a, a big win because you won a, a pony race at uh, Ascot when I think you were 12. Oh, yeah, that was so fun. I remember, like, like I always I always want to ride at Ascot and stuff like that. So um, I remember the first time when I actually went there and, I, and it was so amazing because, like, you, you normally don't get like, the opportunity to go there and stuff. So, um, yeah, and I remember just going across the finish line and stuff like that. It was like, it was just a buzz, literally. Like going underneath the um like the Royal Ascot thing and stuff like that, and coming first place. Yeah, it must have been it fantastic li- to go go to Ascot, and because I know, and I spoke to um, Natalie O'Rourke at Park Lane Stables, and you went there to do some training before the race, didn't you? Yeah. So um, so I went Park Lane Stables to train and stuff like that for like how long was it? It was for like eight nine months. And it was, it was a long a time, called, yeah. It was a long time, yeah. And it was a horse called Dougie. And we used to like go like to this place and gallop the horses or canter the horses and stuff like that and get the right techniques. And it's very, it's very good where it, where it is. And and this is what Natalie O'Rourke, the manager of Park Lane Stables, said about said about you uh, <laughs> for your training and um, on the day. Um, O'Shane came to me from the Ebony for 12 weeks. He came with, um, four, there was four of them actually, and we had 12 weeks of training. So at Ebony, um, they only ride in an arena. They can't ride out at all. So they were sent to me to improve their fitness and to, to be race ready, basically. So I got to know them quite well. And O'Shane sort of stood out really because he's got a really big personality so we sort of recognized that he was destined for greatness from um from that very young age and he was very determined and um and he's a really brave rider actually so we would always put him on the sharpest horse and nothing ever fazed him um and he would get really stuck in with the fitness as well he was very very committed and he's the right size and shape for a jockey as well so he actually raced our pony Dougie at Ascot and um, and they won. And um, it was a bit of a shock because Dougie, Dougie normally places, he's a really versatile pony. He does um, a lot of RDA and he does pony club. He does a bit of everything. So he's not a racing pony. He's um, a sort of jack of all trades. Um, but O'Shane definitely got the best out of him because, yeah, they won. They won the 148 race that day. So it was um, it was a really exciting day for all of us. So you weren't expecting a Shane to win that day? 
no, no, we weren't because we knew Dougie. Dougie had a sort of form for always placing. He was normally, he was usually about third. We'd never had better than the third. But because O'Shane had really listened to the training, I suppose, and he was fit, he just really pushed him. He just pushed him at the end because what happens with a lot of young people is they have a massive, um, it's their first race, so they have a massive adrenaline spike at the beginning. Um, and then obviously the horses all go off together and it's really, really exciting and really fast. But then as their adrenaline starts to come down and they, we notice that they sort of start to wane a little bit, but that didn't happen with him and he just pushed the pony, just pushed him as hard as he could and they won, yeah. So it was um, it was a big day for all of us. I mean, I train a lot of kids. I train, a, you know, a lot of kids. But he yeah. did really stand out because, you, you know, we all just knew that he was going to make it. Um, he was he was destined to be successful. You won this race at Ascot when you were 12, but you went back there in November last year, didn't you? And you spent some time in the in the Royal Box. Oh, uh, yeah. I spent some time inside the Royal Box. It was literally like, like, it was just unbelievable what I just saw, like, and meeting, like, people from that's in the royal family and stuff like that. It was literally like, wow. Because you don't get much opportunity to do that and stuff. And this was a, a group from Ebony Horse Club that went there, wasn't it? Yeah. But when you went to Ascot in November, that was um, to watch the racing, wasn't it? Yeah, it was to watch the racing. And there was a race named after the Ebony Horse Club, I think. Yeah, there was a name... There was a race name, like it was a like it was a charity race, I think, for charity, I believe. I remember them picking us up and me getting interviewed a lot, like on ITV and Sky Sports and stuff. That day was just wow, it was just unbelievable. Well, you're you're getting used to this interviewing lark now, aren't you? So. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> when once you finished at the British Racing School, you're now at Charlie Fellows Stable in Newmarket yeah, at yeah. Bedford House. How did it come about that you chose a Charlie Fellows stable? Um, because Khadija was telling me like how good it was and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, I think I might try it out. And now I just like it there. Just people that are amazing and stuff. This Charlie Fellows is um, the trainer who trained the horse that... Uh, Khadija rode to uh, success in the Magnolia Cup. Khadija sometimes rides out for Charlie, doesn't she? Yeah. So let let me know. Let us know what what your typical day is now at Charlie Fellows. What are you still get, you're getting up early now, aren't you? Yeah, I'm still. Getting, I have to go up for like five 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 twenty around there, and then get on the yard by like five forty. Because we might pull out at six or six thirty, depending how like if a horse is going galloping or something. Or most of the times I like wake up at like five thirty and like be there by six, and then pull out by like six thirty. And how many horses right. are you riding out a day? Um, I ride up three or four, depending how how many people are there. And how are you finding the uh, the day to day job of uh, riding out at a professional racing stable? Um, I always wanted to ride racehorses. It's literally like buzzing, like, it's literally crazy. 
What does it feel like riding up Warren Hill? It sounds like it's something you've always wanted to do. Warren Hill is is like dream country because I wanted to like ride racehorses and like go fast speeds and stuff and like it's just like like full of racehorses and go and they're going up the hill and like it's just amazing like what they like how fast they go and what they do up there. And you said you ride about three horses out a day. Do you get yeah. a lot of different type of horse that you're riding out? Yeah, most of the times you'll get like a cheeky one and like a calm one. You get all type ones, like lazy one and stuff. But do you like the 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 difference in the different horses? Yeah, like I like riding like cheeky horses because like you know you get more experience off them and stuff like that. If they do anything, like you know what they're gonna do. And what other things are you doing apart from riding out? You must be keeping fit. I must, yeah, I'm keeping fit. Like I'm right now, I'm staying at the racing school for a bit until I get accommodation. So I use the gym quite a lot, like on the exerciser. And how do you, how do you find living away from from home? It's it's a bit hard, but not really because like it's, you're 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 basically like doing what you want to do now, so it's not too bad. And is is being a jockey something that you've wanted to do from you? You said you first sat on. A pony when you were about seven and seven or eight. Yeah, is it something yeah. you've always wanted to do? Yeah, it's something that I always wanted to do. But you have to just work hard and push yourself to the limit. Well, you 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 you've done it really well so far. So, uh, and who were your heroes? And when did you first think that you wanted to be a jockey? Um. So when I the reason why I first um wanted to be a jockey is because um when I went to Jamaica. My brother took me to the racetrack and I was like, yes, I have, I like seeing the horses go past and stuff, like flying past me. I'm like, wow, like you can go that fast on a horse. And um, my hero is Frankie Dottori because he, you know how, how, he, how he had that um, plane crash? Yeah, and he still managed like, to like recover and stuff like that and become the best jockey in the world. And what are your hopes for the future as a jockey do you want to get your apprentice license yeah i want to get my apprentice license to be a flat jockey so you have to just know lots of knowledge and stay keep fit and stuff well the best very best of luck with that and how are you finding Newmarket? very different different from living in london yeah because literally there's like horses coming past every like every single day like you you don't stop seeing horses it's very different to London. Yeah, because I read somewhere uh, a quote from you that when you went back to London for a few days, you said that <laughs> London was boring in comparison. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, you're just riding racehorses. Like, what, do, what other f- fun things can you do? Like, then just staying home, being boring and stuff like that. Well, um, I'm sure a lot of people in London would... Uh, <laughs> uh, find that different to to Newmarket, but as I say, you you really sound passionate about horses, and you and you love to ride. And, and say Newmarket is the place to to be if you want to ride a horse. Um, going back to your 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 parents, did, were they there when you got your graduation? Oh yeah, my mum was very happy for me and my sister. Um, and I was just so good graduating and stuff like that. My my in, my instructor was very happy with me like riding and stuff like that 
riding wise and stuff like that and attitude that I showed to her. She was telling me um that just keep it up and don't let no one let it down. Well, this is what Natalie had to say about you. What was your reaction when you heard O'Shane had graduated from the British Racing School? Well, I was delighted. I was not surprised. I was delighted for him because, as I say, we, we recognised that he was going to be successful and that he was committed and he's passionate and dedicated because we all know that horses is hard work and it doesn't come easy and success doesn't come easy. So I was really, really chuffed for him and I'm just really proud to have been part of his journey, you know, and I can't wait to see where he ends up. And hopefully one day I'll be standing at the side of Aintree cheering him on and be like, I taught him that. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm just really proud to have been part of it for him. And I hope he goes all the way to the top because he deserves it. So do you think that, um, so you're coming up 17 in May, Shane. Um, How important do you think uh, the Riding a Dream Academy and places like the Ebony Horse Club, which is uh, similar to the Urban Equestrian Academy, are uh, to enable people from the cities in London, Birmingham, to get them into horse racing so that horse racing reflects British society? Yeah, um, it's quite good because if it wasn't for like, people that that come like because in the city you don't really see horses like you like you have to go way out like outside london and stuff just like mostly see them and like they're great animals and um you wouldn't really get opportunity if it wasn't for like the urban question and stuff like like in london and um it's just like if it wasn't for them i probably wouldn't even be riding racehorses and stuff or riding horses in general that's very good to hear, O'Shane. Um, and with people like Khadija, who's such an inspiration, she makes a difference, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. Like, her winning the Magnolia Cup was like unbelievable as well. Hopefully, she will inspire lots of other O'Shanes to become <laughs> to become jockeys, uh, boys and girls. And you will go on to get your apprentice license at some point. Yeah. Um, I can I can tell by chatting to you this morning how determined you are to be a jockey. Uh, <laughs> the very best of luck with your time at Charlie Fellows, and uh, thank you very much for uh, being on the Paddock and the Pavilion. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Paddock and the Pavilion. You can download the show on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook and instagram at the pad and pad don't forget if you like the show please do leave us a rating and review sports social podcast network step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply